Well, hello and welcome to the All Things Leeds podcast, the VATL podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're watching or listening from. This is episode four, and it is the Christmas special as well. Nothing really special about this episode in terms of, <laughs> in terms of content, but it's the last one before Christmas, so uh, yeah, let's make it a Christmas special. Uh, I'm Ed, please stay joined by Charles Foster as always. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be in new surroundings. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get onto that in a moment, uh, but in this episode we will be talking um, about Leeds' 1-0 win away at Bolton Wanderers at the weekend, that made it five wins in a row. Uh, we will also uh, give our thoughts on the news that Samuel Zaiz will be leaving Leeds United to join Getafe on loan. Uh, we'll also look at the Leeds United under-23s as they lost 2-0 to Barley at Fort Parch on Monday. That was a shock there, but Izzy Brown, he limped off injured, so we'll see if that's serious or not. And then we've got a few games to preview, as uh, like I said, it's the last episode before Christmas, but also the last episode 2018 as well, so quite a lot of matches to preview. So all that is coming up. Before we dive into the uh, Leeds United chat, let me uh, just say on behalf of me and Charles here, thank you to Pop Sport, the home of the LS11 podcast, home of Talking Shut, uh, also the home of Bielsa Rhapsody as well, for letting us use their studio to record this podcast this morning. So uh, thank you very much to them. We very much appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yeah, Bielsa Rhapsody, great tune. Charles, you were sat in the chair where Mickey Pika sang that as well. I'm honoured. So, if you haven't already movie. downloaded it as well do download it it is very good yeah uh, Bielsa Rhapsody uh, it's a song on iTunes uh, hit the iTunes store last Thursday I believe uh, you can download it for 99p and all the money goes to the Forget Me Not Children's Hospice so something to feel nice about around Christmas you, you should definitely download it absolutely it's well worth listening to some of the lyrics are very funny especially about Heckingbottom but I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll leave that to you right. to enjoy that by yourself right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good song so make sure I download it uh, all money going to a great cause but thank you very much proper spot for letting us use the uh, studio uh, but let's get into it shall we and uh, you know what Bef- before we re- re- uh, review Leeds' 1-0 win over Bolton we'll talk about Samuel Zies because uh, of course uh, he missed the game last Saturday he saw the club that he was unhappy in England and wanted to uh, return to Spain uh, his home country and the club gave him permission to uh, speak to the league aside Getafe uh, so he travelled there had a medical and the uh, deal has been agreed. He will remain in Madrid until his uh, loan spell with Getafe starts on January the 1st with an option to buy. But it might be a loan, but we probably won't see Samuel Saez in the lead shirt again. I'd be very surprised if we saw Saez in the lead shirt again. And I think the reason the club have, have opted to put him on a, a loan to buy deal is purely to get him out of Thorpe Arch in, before January because if we just agreed to sell him, then he, he wouldn't leave he wouldn't leave Thorpe Arch till the earliest 1st of January and um, I think the club probably feel he might be a bit of a disturbing influence on a really kind of crucial period of the season over Christmas if you want to do well in the championship Christmas is the time to do it really you need to uh, pick up a few wins because there's a lot of games in a row I think we've got four games in eight days over between the 23rd and the 1st yeah so we we need to be picking up some wins there, especially given the games against Blackburn and Hull aren't the 
well, the, the games that you need to be winning if you want to get top two as well. They're not they're not Derby or Forest or I mean, obviously we've got Villa already coming up next, but we we don't have hugely difficult games. Yeah, like, you know, important games that you'd expect Leeds United to win. But yeah, like I said, you know, Christmas is such an important time. It put, you know, makes or breaks your season really. Um, you know, I read a stat the other day was like, you know, if the top team, you know, the team who have been first in the championship on Christmas Day have been promoted in the past. Uh, that's a, that, that's a jinxing stat. That is. <laughs> it's written in the stars for Leeds to uh, finish to, seventh. From... <laughs> to finish seventh. Finish seventh from goal difference as well. Yeah, it's just <laughs> something just gut wrenching like uh, that will definitely happen. Yeah, but you, you know, you definitely don't want players who are upset at the club, and you know, credit to the club as well. I mean, apparently it's for family reasons, so no complaints there. You know, families always come first, so credit to the club for sorting it out quickly. Yeah, there's a lot of rumor about. It. Um, I'm I'm sure, sure there probably is some element of family reasons to it, um, but what what isn't in dispute is the fact he's not happy. So yeah, respect to the club for sorting out for family reasons, but we want we want players who want to be here really. Yeah, you want players who want to be here. You know, if they're unhappy, they could you know upset the change of room. And like I say, you know, in a part of time at Christmas, and we you know we're in such a good place as well. We don't want distractions such as players not wanting to be here. No, we need to maintain our hold on the top two, really. We're about to enter a difficult run of fixtures. We've got Derby coming up. We've got Forest coming up. We've got um, a, a huge number of games in January, which aren't, aren't, aren't the easiest. We've got Norwich coming up as well in uh, in early February. We need to be we need to set ourselves on to get... Well, obviously, we're already on good momentum at the moment, having five wins in a row, but we need to kind of maintain that because if we can ride out January and February, I think we'll be absolutely fine. I, I, I say our last game of the season is Ipswich Town, who are rock bottom of the championship you'd like to think we'd have the league tied up by then but you know yeah, hopefully. <laughs> we, we always seem to it's a hard trip Ipswich away how, how leads would it be though to uh, to go Ipswich away need, needing a win to win the league and then failing to win and finishing third and then losing the playoff final <laughs> that, 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 that would be awful uh, but yeah Sam is like he's uh, Getafe bound La Liga bound he'll be playing uh, against the likes of Lino Messi and all that, but best of luck to Samuel Zayes. Uh, but we'll miss him, though, won't we? It's a massive loss for Leeds, Samuel Zayes. Yeah, I mean, ability-wise, he's always he's always had the ability to kind of change a game up, find a pass, pick pick the the right option when attacking forward. It's always he's had a few problems though. His shooting's not very good. His um, his attitude has let him down on occasion. He uh, and he gets in a lot of trouble with Championship referees because he kicks off a lot. But you get, those kind of players do tend to be kind of drama queens to an extent they they um and a, a little bit petulant but he he always had the talent and he several games this season Bristol City at home comes to mind where we were kind of just surviving it out expecting the nil nil and then obviously the red card went off there but we also brought him and Jack Clark on and we saw a huge change in the tempo of the game so he does definitely add something to the t- to the team yeah I think there's like mi- you know mixed opinions on him you know some people are saying you know Zamil like he's he won't be that big a loss, you know. He wasn't getting in the squad at all anyway, and you know he, he hadn't really been on form. But he's like, when he is on form, he is one of the best players in the division. I'd have to, yeah, I'd agree with that, and I, I disagree with the, with the first thing you said. I think he's he, he is a good player, and he and he does help us out on occasion. Like if you notice against Bolton, we obviously we're going to go into this in more detail in a bit. So I'll just briefly say that we um, we did struggle a little bit to open up the midfield without him. Yeah, it will be a big miss. You know, he's a cracking player, but we haven't seen him on form for ages. But does he need replacing him in the January transfer window? Do you feel? Yeah, yeah, for me he does. But I don't expect us to replace him. But I would be, I'd like us to replace him because we've we're always thin on the ground with this squad because we've only got two players per position. And even though we've got loads of central midfielders, we don't have many outright number tens. We've got three, or we had three at the start of the season. Saez, who we've now we've let go. We've got Izzy Brown, who is injured and currently not fit, and we've got. Luke 
Lewis Baker, who appears to be not really showing what he can do. Or yeah, Lewis Baker. We'll get on to Lewis Baker in a bit because he, he played so poor against Bolton. Another opportunity wasted, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I feel as though we, we will need to replace him. So do you. Who, who would you bring in, though? You know, there's been three rumours Joe Lolly, Hunt Forest. But who, who would, who, who's out there, do you think? I think the players like Joe Lolly and Bradley Dack and people like that will cost Leeds so much money they, they won't go for it. I think. Both players will cost. They'll probably be between ten and fifteen million pounds to, to get one of them, and I don't think because especially because Leeds are not getting the Saeed's money until August or to the end of the season. Not August. I don't think we'll spend huge money on on a player. I mean, you say you know we won't get Saeed's money till till August. He's on loan with an option to buy, so they may not want to buy him. Um, that that would be. Oh, that'd be a, a weird situation to be in because he wouldn't want to be here. Leeds fans wouldn't really want him here because he doesn't want to be here. It would be. He would have to be sold. Yeah, what do you think of money? Do six six million? You feel as though it's probably worth a bit more than that. Um, you'd like to think so in today's market, but he hasn't scored many goals. His st- stats aren't brilliant. He's only got four assists this season. If we're an attacking midfielder, you'd expect more than that. I mean, Mateus Click's been playing as a kind of a linking player, and he's got five goals and five assists. He's got. He's done much better stats than Saez. I think six million's about right for him. We bought him for three. Yeah, his, his value's definitely gone up since. We yeah, we've, we've we've made our money back and made a bit of profit. Yeah. Move on, buy someone else. Yeah, I guess it's just like you know, with Saez, it's like the, what could have been really uh, with his time at Leeds. But he's moving on. Izzy Brown, he's there, but I feel as though he'll, he'll need replacing. But again, it's you know, it's, it's another transfer. And Leeds probably won't be making many signings in January at all. I mean, there's a rumor as well with. A goalkeeper we could be signing Caldala from uh, from Newcastle. That that could be a good signing. Also injured though. He's got an he's got an elbow injury. He he'll be out until probably midway through January. We always just seem seem to be interested in players who are injured. Because <laughs> Forshaw came to us who and he was injured. Uh, you know Blackman he, he got injured, but Izzy Brown we've got him and he was already injured. Roberts was injured when we signed him, so and then re-injured himself in training. <laughs> it's just it's, just, it's bizarre, really. We, we just seem a bit cursed with injuries this season. Yeah. Doesn't look good. But uh, let's move on to uh, Leeds's one 0 win. Uh, against Bolton on Saturday. Uh, of course, we're missing Samuel Zaire. So, Lewis Baker started in midfield, who we will get onto in a bit. He did go off at half time, so we'll uh, get more in depth when we get to that part of the match. Uh, but BLC went with 4 1 4 1, which I, I know it's like, you know, my, I say it's like my favourite formation, but I was a bit surprised because I feel as though without Samuel Zaire, we can't, you know, that formation doesn't really uh, work, you know, as well as it could do. So, were you surprised that we used 4 1 4 1? I wasn't surprised. I knew that Bolton only played one up front. I, I I expected them to to play the way they did. I thought they were very toothless anyway. But uh, I I expected us to play four one four one because they only play one striker. And and you say that we we can't play the four one four one without Saez, but the I, just, I just don't think it's as effective. Well, it might not be. That might that may well be true. But the 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 three one sorry the three three one three also counts on the size type player, doesn't it? Yeah. We 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 need it in every formation. The the. Ungaunch, as Bielsa calls it, is crucial to, to the to the team. We need him, or need a, not him specifically inside. We need someone to do that role. We yeah. can't, we can't, we can't, we, we don't really play without uh, someone who's pressing on the edge of the opponent's eighteen-yard box, trying to force errors and force opportunities. And to an extent, um, Pablo Hernandez does that as well. But he's much more of a. I think Bielsa much prefers Hernandez on the wing, drawing players away from the centre. Yeah, um, but formation team selection seemed to be working uh, fine for us in the early stages. Uh, I, I did watch the match, managed to find a stray. I mean, you've watched it as well, Charles, didn't you? I watched it from 20 minutes onwards because 
they took literally they took, took that long to add me into the group after filling out the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the questions on Facebook. But Le- Lee's Media is on Facebook if you ever want to try and find a stream. Um, but yep, yeah, so take my word on it then. In the early stages, it seemed to be working well for us. Uh, Pablo Hernandez he missed a good opportunity on the three minute mark when Alioski's cross found uh, Pablo free in the box. His header was just tipped over by uh, by Ornwick. Um But you know, again, you know, fast start really. We're playing some decent football, but it, it got to around ten minute mark and after that it was just it was just the most awful game of football <laughs> i have seen for a long long time we were just giving the ball away a huge amount i mean from what i saw i i, I watched the extended highlights as well and i obviously i saw it from 20 minutes onwards we just every single time we got into a good position we would give the ball away i, I, I remember one point we had an opportunity to break early in the first half and Lewis Baker all he had to do was was knock it in front of Jamie Shackleton to, to run onto and he blasted it into the back of Shackleton's legs and Bolton immediately counter-attacked and won a corner it was just it was just it was just a game of mistakes. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the weather played a part in it because the weather was dreadful. But yeah, well, you know, cold, wind, rain. It, it was awful. Mm, yeah, it, it was just it was just a sloppy game. We were just. Um, I, I watched a Patrick Bamford's post-match interview, and I was interested to hear. He said that he, he made the comment, and then he withdrew it obviously because he thought it was too strong. But you could tell it was what he was actually thinking. He said basically they went in at half time, and a few of the players were saying we've just wasted 45 minutes and I'm of that opinion I think they did waste yeah, 45 minutes uh, so am I we were, we were giving the ball away a lot both teams as well struggled to make any chances really uh, it was just so sloppy it was an awful football match in the first half uh, so half time Bielsa he made uh, he made one change he brought off uh, Lewis Baker who had an awful first half and again you know like I said earlier it's another chance for him that he's just wasted yeah he's he's just a, he got caught on the ball a lot and, and Forshaw did as well and and Forshaw arguably forced the the only opportunity of the game for Bolton to get into it when he laid the most hospital back pass of all time, back of all time when he he passed it back and nearly forced a penalty late in the second half. But yeah, he was just Baker was just losing the ball constantly. His passing was sloppy. He, he attempted to run at players but never really got past them. He just he was just a bit of a he was a bit of a I hate to say this, but he's a bit of a dead shirt. He didn't really appear to be contributing anything. He was a bit of a passenger. Yeah, he appeared to just be kind of, and he he, he dragged, uh, <clears throat> he kind of dragged Click uh, back as well because he because um, he was making that many mistakes that Click couldn't afford to be further forward than as far forward as he would like to be. Cost us chance creation as well. Yeah, Lewis Baker, it was awful at first half. Probably won't be starting for a while now. Um, I guess as well, you know, going back on TV as I is and whether we need a replacement, because Baker's been performing so far, you know, another chance wasted, really. Uh, I guess it's, you know, shows that we, you know, we really do need a replacement with Azai's, seen as though we don't have probably one less option there now. Yeah, he's not the only loanee that's been not not as good as we were expecting, because Jack Harrison wasn't, hasn't been exceptional, yeah. has he, when he's played? I mean, apart from, I think he was, he was good in the Preston game at home that, that, we, that we went to, the 3 0 win, he was, good, he was good in that. But largely, he was just. He just seems to lack the kind of initiative and get up and go that uh, Jack Clark's got. And Jack Clark's about five years younger than him. Yeah, um, but Jack Clark, he, he was brilliant. Uh, as as he always is, really, he, he just brings something different to the game and to the team. Really, yeah, he's he's more than happy to run at people and uh, make it make opportunities. He, he he's just always trying to run past people. I mean, uh, you think as a winger that would be your uh, I mean, about whipping whipping balls in your number one job is to try and round the fullback. But it's amazing how few wingers we have at the club that actually do that. I mean, because it's not really Hernandez style. He likes to either skill past them or 
trying to work his way through the middle. Alioski doesn't really attempt take-ons very often at all. He often try, tries the inside option. But yeah, he, Jack Clark is one player that always, despite not, he doesn't do that many skill. He's not, he's not the most skillful player I've ever seen. No, he's not the most skillful, but it's like, you know, you know, he's always cutting inside, which is great. But it's like, you know, he runs at players. With he's you, fast, which, yeah, which, which, like. which gives him a, a bit of an advantage yeah. over tired fullbacks. Yeah, versatile as well. He can play either right or left. It, yeah. it can drop back a bit. Uh, we'll get onto the goal in a second, Patrick Bamford's goal. But, um, you know, Jack Clark in, in that goal, was just running at the defence. And I'm, I'm just such a big fan of him, um, really, for Jack Clark. But, you know, it, it wasn't much, you know, a much better second half. Better, you know, decent... You know, better performance really from Leeds, but it won't, it won't the greatest of games. And I, I the first half, I just bored me so much. I kind of just zoned out. Really, <laughs> like and my dad was asleep on myself at halftime. That shows you how boring it, it, it was. It, it was an awful game. But um, yeah, six to one minutes uh, rolls around. Kemal Roof. Here he goes off a straight swap for uh, Patrick Bamford, who of course made his return. But were you surprised with that substitution? No, you know, a straight swap. Um. I wasn't surprised, actually, because I knew Bamford had been on the bench for a couple of games. He was clearly, the Bielsa saw him as, as being match fit. Um, he scored a few goals for the under-23s in midweek. He looked like he was um, confident, raring to go. And uh, I thought Roof struggled in the game. He was he was kind of essentially marked out of the game, really, because the problem with the 4-1-4-1 is if the midfielders out far enough forward, then you just punt in the ball to Roof, who's then got to dribble through an entire team, yeah. which happened quite a lot in that first half. Whereas, um, and if you punt in the ball to someone who's five foot nine, you're going to struggle. But Bamford's six foot two, so he wins. I noticed he won a lot more aerial balls once we, once we came on. We would get a lot more attacks because uh, every time we would whip a ball forward, about half the time, uh, Bamford would knock it on for Clark, or he would knock it on for Alioski, or he would he would hold it up. He would he he, he just succeeded a lot more, which allowed us to get further up the pitch, and uh, we were dominating. From the period of about 50 minutes to 65 minutes, it, we did spend quite a lot of time on the edge of their box through bits of play like that. We did end up um, whipping the ball in quite a few times, winning a couple of corners. It, we we were quite concerted pressure early in the in the second half. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I, I I felt as though with that sub, I was like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Kim Arif and Patrick Bamford play together. Probably never will though. Yeah. I don't think we will, which is a shame because it would be nice to see him play together. That might be a unless though with Sam Jose he's missing, Roof could play number ten. He's more than capable of playing now. Uh he's not brilliant as number ten though, is he? Uh, Bam Bamford has played number ten in the past, um, when he's been on loan of different places, so you, you you could always put him there. You kinda look at Bamford and you're like he's a number nine, not a number ten. He, yeah, you would say that. But um Yeah, I mean it could be a possibility. I mean Bielsa's not against experimentation, but I can't see him changing the um I mean apart from Baker I can't really see him changing the attacking lineup that much. Yeah. He t- he tends to be quite persistent. I mean almost annoyingly persistent at times with some players but you know and be also we trust as long as we're winning games I'm not going to moan. Yeah. I'd quite happily win every game 1-0 to the end of the season with a bad first half. <laughs> uh, but anyway Patrick Bamford comes on for Kemaru making his first senior appearance for 4 months. Uh, so it's great to see him back and see him back so soon as well. Yes, uh, all credit to the medical staff. He's they've really put the, the work in with him. Bamford's clearly been training and working hard. His teammates of um, of um, like Izzy Brown has been saying he's worked really hard. Cooper said he's worked really hard to get back in the team, and you can't blame him because, especially in the championship, when you've got a seven to ten million pound price tag hanging over your head and you've been out of the you've been out injured for four months, you kind of want to kick on, don't you? Yeah. You don't want to be sitting behind Roof, who's been at the club for two seasons. You want to. 
you as much as they'll, there's probably friendly competition there, they want to push each other out of the team, which is good for us because competition breeds good performances. But um, yeah. yeah, he's got his first goal in the league for the club. Obviously, got his first goal for the club against Bolton as well in the cup. So yeah, so second goal against Bolton. Yeah, he? he likes playing against Bolton, <laughs> not as much as Kemaru Flash playing against QPR, but <laughs> <laughs> same thing really. Uh, but you said you know credit to physio team, and it really is you know of course Bamford he made an impact straight away, scores within five minutes to put Leeds United one 0 ahead. Uh, back with a bang is Patrick Bamford. Uh, but we'll get on to the actual goal in a moment. But I, I love Bamford's celebration. You know, running over to the Leeds dugout and hugging the uh, physio Rob Price. It was an emotional moment, really, seeing that. Yeah, warmed even my icy heart. <laughs> I mean, it must mean a lot for not just Patrick Bamford, but Rob Price as well. Well, it must make his job worth it because he can see the he can see that there's rewards for the efforts that he's putting into these players. That he's getting them back fit and they're they're coming back stronger than they, they were before. Yeah, I'm back. I'm stronger so soon as well. Yeah, because we weren't expecting Bamford until in a uh, year. Uh, I think he said in his interview he wasn't expecting to be back until the the, the FA Cup game yeah. uh, against. Well, he didn't know what the game was at the time, but he said the FA the, the third round of the FA yeah. Cup. And he's back a month early. Yeah, almost a month early. It's um, it's excellent work. I mean, I did see something on uh, on uh, on Phil Hayes' Twitter timeline today saying that Bamford is still playing with a, a little bit of uh, pain because of his the way his his muscles healed. That his pain probably won't go away because his scar tissue won't go away for uh, until another month has gone by. So he's he'll still be playing with a little bit of a niggle. So it might be bench appearances for a while for him. But I'm happy for him to come on every game on the hour mark and make a difference. I mean, yeah. if if Roof's not cutting it, then why not give Bamford a go? I mean, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's clearly up for it. The only thing is, you don't want to get him re-injured because that would be really really bad we, yeah you, you don't want it to be like you know he's back so soon great but you don't want it to you know you don't you don't want the chance that he's probably rushed and with a, just a little knock he could be, be out for, for much longer there's a risk of that happening yeah there's always a risk of re-injury when you're coming back early for for players you get some players like I remember I remember Simon Grayson once said about Luciano Becchio that is a you, you, <laughs> he used to if he got injured on a Saturday, he'd rule him out on a Sunday, and he'd be back fit the following Saturday. He was he had an unbelievable amount of uh, just ability to, re- to recover from injuries. Whereas some players, uh, like Wilshire in the Premier League, seems to be perpetually injured. He never seems to be back fit. Always seems to have a niggle of some kind. But um, yeah, some players uh, heal much quicker and much faster than others. So yeah, uh, you, you'd say that Bamford appears to have recovered faster, but you don't you don't want him re-injuring himself or yeah definitely not or, or, or playing 90 minutes until he's totally ready to play 90 minutes yeah but uh, you know like I said cr- credit to Rob Price to Physio and the rest of the fitness team and Patrick Bamford as well for working so hard to he's uh, clearly back. put the effort in yeah and he, you know like I said he, ma- he made a massive impact straight away five minutes scores a goal put Leeds United 1-0 ahead and he, like I said he, he's back with a bang yeah it was um, it actually came off a Bolton attack um, they ran down our our left side and I think uh, Douglas, Douglas was a bit far forward. So Phillips covered him, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and won the ball quite fortunately. <laughs> it was a bit of a weird challenge, but he did win the ball fairly. Yeah. Uh, even Bolton, who were moaning the entire game about penalty decisions, but we'll get onto that later. Uh, <laughs> he, he won the ball back, and he um, he laid it off down the, down the wing to Jack Clark, who ran about I think he ran about forty yards. Yeah, it, 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 I just love the entire goal. Phillips winning it. Playing through Jack Clark and Jack Clark, he just don't he don't have a game world. He's just going to run with the ball as far as he can and running up the opposition. It was great to see. Yeah, he, he laid it off to 
click in the middle, didn't he? You, a click found Pablo, you, Pablo, and then Pablo nutmeg the uh, Jack Hobbs, the defender, with yeah, it, just with, just for nutmeg with, as well, with a filthy assist. <laughs> <laughs> and then Patrick Bamford first touch, bang, yeah, back at net, a striker's finish. It was a great, it was a great goal. Yeah, he he said when they when they asked him about the goal that he he said that goalkeeping coaches and that have, have told him that goalkeepers like to for attackers to take touches in the box because it gives them time to get into position. But if you take your shot first time, you've always got a chance of it going in. Yeah. And you saw it because he kind of, he caught, he caught him dead on his feet. The, he caught the goalkeeper dead on his feet. He kind of blasted it immediately, bottom corner. The goalkeeper didn't have time to move. I think he just fell over actually from, from watching the replay of the goal. He, he kind of, he goes to move and then just decks it on the on the floor. But um, yeah, great finish in front of the uh, Traven support as well because the yeah. Leeds fans were behind the goal so it's always nice to score down near the away yeah, fans yeah, and it, strikers finish a proper finish and seeing that it's like something that we've been missing for you know so long a striker up there who's just going to uh, bang one in out of absolutely nowhere you know Kamaru if he kind of needs the ball to go to him where you know Patrick Bamford it was nice assist by Pablo Hernandez but it came out of absolutely nowhere you know Roof if that was him in that position probably would have taken a few touches and then had a shot Patrick Bamford strikers instinct just have a shot goal. Yeah, it's um, we've we've been missing a, a an option for to give Roof a bit of competition for a while. Um, I, I don't know who said it, but the other day, I think it was actually on the I think it was Joe Urquhart on the on the Phil Hay podcast. It, he essentially said that uh, inside Elmer podcast, not, in, not Phil Hay podcast. Oh yeah, inside, in, inside Elver. with Phil Hay and, yeah. and Joe Urquhart. But uh, he uh, it it was basically. Um, Pablo paying uh, Patrick Bamford back for that assist in August when he he nutmeg that defender from twenty yards to let it swan you remember Swansea away the the equaliser the second equaliser when he, yeah, yeah cracking goal that competition for places now with Bamford scoring it's nice to get someone injured come back and not you know fall to pieces <laughs> again it's just because we're, we're missing so many players at the moment I mean we're having to go to Aston Villa away with two recognised defenders in our team and I say that because we're not going to play Appleham I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain we won't we'll probably play Phillips in the middle yeah. Shackleton on the right both of us which is really annoying I really want Halm to start you know as a proper centre back and I feel as though we're missing Phillips in midfield yeah, um, with uh, Tammy Abraham, we're going to need some aerial threat as well because Abraham's a, he's like a lighthouse. We, we need someone who's also tall to kind of... And, and Applehound dwarfs even Tammy Abraham because uh, I think Tammy Abraham's six foot two, whereas Applehound's six foot five. So he, he he's winning he's winning them aerial battles. Yeah. Um, but, you know, back onto the strikers, competition places, which is always good. And Bielsa said it in his uh, press conference after the game. You know, we've got two good strikers now, which is which is great to have. We, we haven't had that for a while. You know, Kemar Roof, he'd have Tyler Roberts behind him, but that's not really, you know, competition. But now we've got proper competition, two good strikers. Yeah, we've got two pro... I mean, Tyler Roberts is always supposed to be kind of an understudy he was what joined the under 23s eventually break his way into the team but not not to do not to patronize or discredit him though because he he has got three goals and one assist in his i think he got six appearances or seven appearances so it's good stats that you can't yeah. you can't knock his his ability i mean his his whole goal is probably his highlight because that was a when he banged it from about 25 yards at uh at the bottom corner in another incredibly drab uh, evening of football in, in East Yorkshire I mean as they always are in East Yorkshire but we'll, we'll leave it to that <laughs> <laughs> now uh, were you paying attention to the game at all against Bolton were, were you paying were you like eyes glued to the screen because um, <laughs> I, I've got in my notes the next big thing that happened is the penalty shouts that happened in the last 10 minutes what 20 minutes later yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't really recall, you know, recall anything big happening do you it was just a bit it was just a bit drab it was just Bad weather, poor passes, kind of missing the link-up play. We were just, 
we 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 were average in that game and we made them look better than the absolute dross that they actually <laughs> they are without Amiobi in the team because they have dross let's be fair they were they were one of the worst sides in the division they were they, terrible they, they'll be going down I, I, I reckon I mean there's a big game down the bottom uh, this weekend it's Bolton Brentford they're both down there whoever wins it might rescue their side from relegation so yeah. that's a big one it doesn't look good for Bolton though uh, no, no, it doesn't. Because I mean, they've got huge financial problems, and their owner should have sold up by now and yeah. given it to someone who could invest some money in the, in the team because the team is not good. No, and they're not, you know, bad players who aren't getting paid as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't say the players aren't trying for them because they are trying. The effort was yeah. there. No, they, 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 they pressed us quite well, and they they fired at higher balls. But their game plan was actually quite good. Yeah. They, I mean, they're definitely performing. You know, you look at the Norwich game; they didn't get paid. You know, like the week before, but they still tried. They still tried to grind out a result. Yeah, they didn't. They, did, they, did, they didn't get pasted by Norwich, and they didn't get pasted by us. And we we were both <laughs> were both legal both legal leaders, both being legal leaders in the last week. So they've uh, they've competed at the top. What they've what they've actually got to do is start beating the teams around them. If they can if they can beat Ipswich and beat Rotherham and beat. Yeah. Um, Brentford, they're gonna have a that'll be their chance of getting yeah, out of there. But it doesn't look good for them, though. And they definitely do need investment. They're, they're not gonna get judged on whether or not they can beat Leeds United. No. They're gonna get judged on whether they can be <laughs> they can yeah. beat be Paul Wands Rotherham. Yeah, let's and, be fair and, and stay up in the division. Yeah, but, you know it's the All Things Leeds podcast, not the All Things Paul podcast. Yeah. Let's, get, <laughs> let's get back to the game against Bolton. Um, so yeah, like I said, you know, the, you know, the big thing really that happened was within the last ten minutes. Uh, a few penalty shouts for Bolton. First one was when uh, Craig Noon he tumbled over with uh, Calvin Phillips in the box. No penalty given. I felt it was the right decision, really. I felt uh, I I saw a lot of Leeds fans saying it was a penalty as well. But from what I saw, the 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 um, I think yeah it was Craig Noon. He he went. He was already going down before there was any contact. There was contact, but it was mainly Phillips falling over. Yeah, no- I, I don't Noon think... throwing himself to the floor. Yeah, like Noon kind of like. He came up behind Phillips. Phillips had no idea who were there. Phillips was just going to the ball, and he just came in and just fell over Phillips. Oh yeah, I felt that. I felt it would have been a very soft penalty. Yeah, and the the second one is ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah, se- second one was you know, about five minutes later. It was seconds after Jack Hobbs he had a header cleared off the line by uh, Barry Douglas. Uh, a lot of people saying nothing was cleared off the line, but it definitely definitely was. Uh, Barry Douglas cleared uh, Jack Hobbs's head off the line, but um, yeah, shouts for handball against Jamie Shackleton again. Probably you know incredibly it, soft. Of that have been given yeah, his, his hand was by his side it, it, and the ball gets blasted at him as well so he's got no opportunity to move his hand yeah. his hand's about I don't know maybe six inches away from his thigh and it, it, it bangs him on the wrist as it's hitting his um, stomach as well I mean I'm, I'm gesticulating even though we're recording audio but <laughs> it's mainly for Ed's benefit and not yours <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah it, it, it would have been an incredibly soft penalty to give that I mean I know the depth of the points and I know Phil Parkinson's trying to big up his CV before he heads over to Reading. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I definitely feel as though the uh, decisions uh, would have been a bit harsh. So I feel as though the referee uh, got them right. Uh, but of course, we held on. 1-0 uh, winners, picked up three points. Uh, five wins in a row now. First time we've done that since uh, December 2009 uh, when in League One under Simon Grayson. Uh, speaking of Simon Grayson as well, by the way, he's in. He's on Netflix now. He's, he's in a he is on documentary Netflix. about Sunderland. It's well worth a watch. It's very interesting. Yeah, um, I've I've watched it all. It, it, it's very good. Yeah, uh, the um, actually the the last time we won five games in a row, I checked this stat the other day. At the time, it was second division, but it would be the same level as Championship is now. It was nineteen eighty eight, nineteen eighty nine season? 
Um, which obviously the uh, the season before we went up to Division One. So that was the last time we won five in a row in the, in at this level. Obviously, League One is is lesser opposition. So this is even more impressive, I think, than the Grayson achievement. I'm not knocking the Grayson achievement because that was a fairly crucial period where we we, we really looked like we were going to achieve something. Yeah, but, but you know, it's, it's a great watch. Even if you don't like Sunderland, it's called Sunderland Till I Die, which is really annoying because every time I'm watching it, my dad's like, wait, watching Sunderland Till I Die. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, I'm a football fan and it, it's, it's just great. You know, it's a great watch, great to, you know, great insight. And Simon Grayson. I think he's one of the best managers we've had in the last 10 years, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he, he was a manager who, at the forefront of our win at Old Trafford. Yeah, I mean, also our promotion. Like him or hate him, it's probably him and Gary Monk that are probably up there for the best managers of the last 10 years. I mean, Monk definitely has his flaws, but he gave us a good season as well. But yeah, Grayson is a, probably gave us the best um, achievement in recent memory, uh, getting promoted out of League One. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Now this podcast turned to be all things Grayson podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so win or win against Bolton. Five wins in a row. First time we've done that since December 2009, uh, which is great stuff. Win great form and you know great momentum going into the Villa game and the uh, busy December period. Here comes the storm. <laughs> yeah, this is where we lose five on the bounce and we fall out of the top two. No, that's just me being <laughs> cynical as a Leeds fan. It- She'd been a typical Leeds United fan there. Yeah, yeah. You, you try not to get your hopes up because uh, it just kills you inside when you do normally. But I'd like to think this season's different. I mean, I want to see the I want to see the performances pick up a bit because I think we are getting slightly fortunate. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Bolton performance really weren't good, and you know, when we're going to Villa away um, uh, this weekend, we need to be better than that. Yeah, if we perform like that, we're, we're going to get hammered. We're going to get hammered. But yeah, so you know, great form going into December period, which is needed. And uh, credit to the players as well, picking up that uh, win away from home against a team that's struggling, like we say, in Bolton, difficult weather conditions. So a uh, credit to the team, and you know, it's probably a game that we would have lost a few years ago. Yeah, I saw Adam Forshaw speaking to Bamford after the game, and uh, Bamford said that uh, Forshaw basically said last year we'd have drawn that game. At, at, at best, we'd have drawn that game. So to come away with three points, it's really important you beat the teams at the bottom of the league because that allows you to not perform at your best against some of the teams higher in the league. I mean, if you look at yeah. Sheffield United, they're still in the playoffs, despite the fact they haven't beaten anyone around them, purely because they everyone below 10th place, Sheffield United, go to their ground and they beat them. Yeah. But, I mean, well, it's like, you know, you you need to beat the teams that you should be beating. So then when you go into the big games where you could drop points, then it, it won't matter because you've won all your other games, really. Yeah, as I said, like, last, five, last five games we've won, so we can afford a draw at Villa, really. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I'd take a draw. Yeah, everyone would love a draw because the, it's Villa Park and it's a tough game and it's Dean Smith and hundred <laughs> probably about 60, 70 million pounds worth of talent in that team. Yeah. Whereas our team's probably worth about 25 maybe so that they've got a, they've got a much more expensive and arguably that team is too good to be in the championship it's got some good players they should be they should be walking this league but they're not because they had a, a very poor start under Steve Bruce but yeah we I'd take a draw there we, we need to we need to go into it with no fear though if we go into it playing poorly playing conservatively kind of passing it around the back four they're going to pick us off and they're going to beat us. We need to yeah. play with a bit of purpose. Yeah, so we need to pick up performance, but, you know, we carried the, three, the five wins in a row and the momentum. And, you know, we were discussing a few podcasts ago as well, was like, you know, these five games that we've just had, we would have, you know, taken 13 points from them, but we've taken 15, which is 
which is great to see. But, you know, like I said, five wins in a row, great form. And we're top of the league as well. I haven't even mentioned that in this episode. We're, we're top, top of, of the, the league. league. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, like I said, it's written in the south for us to finish seventh. Yeah, oh God, it so is. It so um, is. But yeah, top of the league, one point ahead of Norwich, six points ahead of third. And then we're 10 points ahead of seventh. We're clawing away from it. Why do, why do I feel like these are stats we're going to be reeling off at the end of the season when we talk about how we didn't quite make it? <laughs> oh, we, we were there at this point. No, it's just fell to pieces. Yeah, like we always do. But um, yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, it's It really is amazing what a run of form can do for you in this league. It it. It can solve every problem, yeah. every yeah. off-the-field problem, every fan problem, every atmosphere problem. But not that we've had any at the moment, but uh, it, it really does. Wins breed confidence uh, in the fans, in the players. It gives you momentum. It's just brilliant. And yeah. five, five wins in a row doesn't come along very often, in, especially in this league, because it's so competitive. Yeah, we mentioned it last week, you know, five wins have come after that. 4-1 defeat away at West Brom and you're looking at that thinking we just lost 4 we just got hammered away from home 4-1 against Soundly West Brom soundly beaten we're like 5th in the league but then like, who would have guessed it we'd win our next 5 games sit top of the league and 6 points clear of 30 it's just madness and you can't help but get carried away as well you try not to you try not to because it just it's the hope that kills you it really is <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw a funny tweet um, a few days ago and the guy was like, oh, is anyone else scared of promotion? <laughs> Are you scared of promotion? Like, I, I am. Like, I'm you know, not... The entire time I've been like, you know, really interested in Leeds, we've been, not been in the Premier League. We've been out of the Premier League so long. I know, I know our history. We've been out of the Premier League so long. And you see, it's just so, be such a big difference and such a great difference as well being at Premier League. Uh, I'm, I'm not scared of promotion. I'm scared of the promotion race. Like April onwards, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat. I'm going to be having nervous breakdowns and, and, and things, yeah. wait, waiting for us to either confirm our uh, kind of, I think it's our 15th consecutive season in the championship, or to decide that we want to spend our centenary season in the Premier League, Yeah, which would be brilliant. Yeah, That would be a great start. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be great. Uh, but yeah, you can't help but get carried away. Uh, what's your plans if we do get promoted? <laughs> I mean, I think I might go renew my season ticket. <laughs> renew my season ticket and go on like, uh, I, think, I think, think my guy put in the tweet of like a 15-day bender or something. <laughs> I, th- um, I think that the, 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 the City Centre in Leeds is going to be absolute mayhem for a, at least a weekend. There's going to be... I mean, if you if you're running a bar and will these get promoted, I I kind of feel sorry for you, but I also don't because you're going to make absolutely tons of money. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just going to go mental because we've um, we're, we're we're desperate for this. We're not a championship club. We're just not. We're too big to be in the championship. Yeah. I mean, arguably, can say that Aston Villa are as well, but Aston Villa are our problem. We want to be up there, and we need to beat them if we're going to be up there. Yeah, but you know, it's great stuff. Great form. Five wins in a row top of league you know what more could you ask for uh, around the Christmas period but uh, let's now move on to the uh, Leeds United 23's uh, shock defeat on Monday against uh, Barnsley at four parts so we won't dwell on that too much uh, but Izzy Brown he limped off injured uh, they're saying that it's just, it was just a precautionary uh, move he, apparently he's got a tight hamstring it's nothing uh, to do with his knee so ho- hopefully he's alright yeah he, uh, he tweeted after the game um, re- he retweeted Phil Hayes' tweet and basically said that it's nothing serious. He's just, he's because he's not because his 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 tendons and his muscles are tighter than than uh, the average player because he's not played that much football in the last twelve. Well, he's played almost no football in the last twelve months, so he's gonna get it's gonna take time for him to get back up to 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 be kind of athlete level fitness. But um, yeah, he's, 
he might he'll probably just add on like an extra few days, maybe a week onto his recovery time, which is yeah. not, I don't think that's too much. It doesn't seem like anything serious. The club the club aren't worried. His knee appears to be fine. I mean, if he redoes his knee, then he's back to Chelsea. It's simple as that. It, there's, yeah. there's nothing we can do for him because he, he, yeah. won't, he just won't be back in time. He's just kind of feels sorry for Izzy Brown, you know. It's such a serious injury. He just seems to not have the best of luck, really, when it comes to uh, injuries and his overall fitness, really. He can't help but feel sorry for him. You know, I mean, hopefully we see him play for Leeds soon. You'd like to think that he would have a starring role. I mean, I joked on Twitter the other day that um, he would recover in time for the final game of the season, score a 30-yard scream, which made Leeds win the league and um, be worth his lo- <laughs> worth his loan after all, but that's wishful thinking. I mean, you'd like to see him um, being in, in the squad and, and featuring in games from kind of mid to late January onwards, really. You want to kind of see him back. But um, yeah, as long as, as long as he's... He's recovering well, get his hamstring sorted. His knee, his knee appears to have pretty much fully healed. He just, need, he just needs to get back to fitness, and the only way he can get back to fitness is playing games. So I'd, I'd, I'd expect him to, once he's recovered from his hamstring, to get a lot more under-23s time. Yeah, Maybe the odd sub-appearance, if we're up 3-0 at half-time, he might just chuck him on, give him a bit of a run around, get, 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 get him acclimatised back to the championship. Um, but... Other than that, I think it'll be mid-January, early February he'll be back. Yeah, but uh, Izzy Brown, hopefully, hopefully he's fine. Hopefully he comes back soon. Um, I tell you what, though, you know, see with you know the impact with his you know injuries in on twenty threes, but also you know with the loss as well, two 0 loss against Spurs, it also shows as well. You know, the young twenty threes is difficult to play in. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, Bamford, yeah, he's scoring hat-tricks in under 23s can do it at a senior level. But the under-23s is competitive. Yeah, there's because... The, you allowed three players over the age of 23 in the under-23, so you get quite a few senior players. I mean, Tom Heaton was playing in that Burnley game and he's not under-23. <laughs> you, you get um, you do get senior players in the under-23s trying to get back up to fitness or maintain fitness if they're not featuring regularly for the first team or, or if they're kind of bit-part players. Yeah, um, yeah. so it's, it is competitive and teams do want to win and it's you always worry for senior players in there who are recovering from injury because there's always some... 19-year-old kid playing for Bristol City's under-23s who wants to prove himself and get into the senior team by putting in a really good performance and sliding through Leeds United's <laughs> number nine, <laughs> putting him out of commission for four months. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is competitive. and yeah. It is tough, but it is, it is good for when players are coming back and trying yeah. to get back match fit and you know, get that competitive uh, feeling back. Uh, but that's the under-23s and hopefully he's brown. He is back uh, side in, in a... In a few weeks, hopefully, but I think no. With this injury as well, it's you know one that you need to be like, all right, let's not rush him back, uh, like we have with Bamford. Let's well, I think apart from maybe a broken back, it's probably the most possible kind of career affecting injury you can have as a footballer is doing your ACL. It's one of the, it's always the one people say that lasts the longest because it's lig- ligament injuries are always the worst, aren't they? Um, they always take the longest to heal. Muscle tears tend to be maybe a month or two maximum, but ligaments take months and months and months to heal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, he's back now, so we'll, hopefully we'll see him playing for Leeds soon. Yeah, but now it's time for this. Let's turn our attentions to the uh, fixtures coming up over the uh, Christmas period then, and the New Year as well. First of three games in six days... The 
that's mental. Um, <laughs> it's this Sunday as uh, Leeds travel to uh, Villa Park to take on Aston Villa. So 1 p.m. kickoff live on Sky. Uh, tough game this one. Probably our toughest left of the uh, 2018 calendar. I would say so. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, Blackburn did beat us away, and uh, Hull are on a bit of a, a bit of an upturn at form recently. But you'd always imagine Villa be your toughest battle because they've got the. I mean, I think they've got a better squad than West Brom personally. Uh, I think they've got the best squad in the league. Whether or not they can perform to that potential, hopefully they won't on Sunday. <laughs> hopefully they'll have an off day. But you know, Dean Smith, he uh, he uh, doesn't like us very much, and. Once we'll want to put a performance in against Leeds, and he'll want to, he'll see it as the perfect opportunity to put their kind of possible automatics run back on track. Although I think automatics are gone for them now. I uh, think it's, they'll be in if at playoffs. I, I think mean, I think playoffs they'll get there, but I don't think they'll get automatics. Yeah. I mean, definitely a good team, but you know they're in eight, three points off the playoffs, so they will want. Uh, you know they'll be, be well up for it and try to get the win to try and get their way into the uh, playoff places. Yeah, I think they'll replace Middlesbrough. I think Middlesbrough are falling like a skydiver strapped to an anvil at the moment. They're, they're just falling. <laughs> they're just losing games, constantly conceding goals for fun. Yeah. They're not scoring anything because let's be let's be honest. Tony Pulis is their manager. He, <laughs> they're playing defensive football, but we're not. And enough about Middlesbrough anyway. The Villa are going to be a, a really really tough test and. If if Leeds are going to put a statement that we are here to win the league, a win at Villa Park, it doesn't really come much better than that. Yeah, that that'd be massive. Um, but you know, we we say you know Leeds we're in great form, but Villa are in good form too. Um, beaten in the last seven games, but three of those were draws. Uh, one coming in the last game with Edgy two all uh, at home to Stoke City. Um, so you know, not in as good a form as us, but you know, it, it should be a good game to watch. Really, they've scored nineteen goals in the last six games. <laughs> no, five of those come in uh, against Nottingham Forest five but, or but, but even so yeah they've conceded huge amounts of goals as well so yeah I mean I guess it depends what kind of villa turn up I imagine Sunday. I imagine the neutrals look look uh, championship fan is looking forward to a cracker on Sunday I hope it's a tedious 1-0 win for Leeds but <laughs> I can see it being a being a Desmond to be honest yeah I mean you know Onto Villa, you know, I guess it depends what kind of Villa turn up. You know, it's either they could concede a lot of goals or score a lot of goals, or, or both, really. Yeah, they they're kind of free. They're kind of helpful of a alpha leather, uh, free-flowing with their attacks. They they kind of just go for it. They try to outscore their opposition. They don't really bother about defending because their yeah. back four is a bit a bit patched together because they've got Alan Hutton at left back, who's is a right back and they've got (laughs) James Chester who who was out injured for a while but he he is a centre back and Twan he's on loan from uh, from Man United Um, so be nice to for Bamford or Roof to skin him and stick one in the top corner (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they're back and their goalkeeper is prone to mistakes Nyland he gets a lot of criticism so if we can maybe Go for a few long shots. I, I often think we don't go for enough long shots. We don't test the goalkeeper enough. And that is that is one of the problems with this with Leeds team. I think with, with, a, with, a, with a, a Villa team that's conceding as many goals as they are, we need to go for it. We need to create chances, have a pop at Nyland. Maybe we can yeah. make a few runs into the box, maybe win a penalty. We need to go for as many chances as possible because they, these are, they're, not, they're not solid at the back. They are. You, you, you can get at them. Yeah, I'd agree with long shots, but you know, you definitely have enough shots. You look at look at the stats; we we dominate on on all stats, really. No, you, shots. you say we we don't we don't get that huge amount on target, do we? A lot of them no, are not a lot on target. You get somewhere they're just blasted way over the bar or wide, or there's very few where we think genuinely. Like in the in the first half against Bolton, there was only really Klitsch's chance on the edge of the box and. Um, 
Hernandez's header in the early couple of minutes. That was a, that was it for the first half. That was yeah. it. We need. To, I think we need to have a. I mean, I'd like to see Click having a few more punts from twenty or thirty yards. I mean, maybe the song has cursed him a little <laughs> bit, but I'd like to see him bang one in uh, in front of the Leeds Leeds fans. I think we all would. Um, but yeah, our, our last trip to uh, Villa Park, we uh, lost one one nil. Uh, last time we beat Villa, we haven't beaten Villa uh, since uh, 2016 when we beat them 2-0 at Ellen Road. Uh, on the score I was there for that game. Yep, so was I. Uh, streak went on the pitch in that game, I remember that. Yeah, that was uh, very funny. I think it, he did that for charity as well. Kemar Roof's first goal for the club. Yep, it was. Uh, but yeah, we lost against Villa in our last trip there. Uh, but, you know, would you take a point? I would take a point. It's a tough, it's a tough game. Um, we... We, we've, we've struggled against him in the past. We don't have the greatest record against Aston Villa, mainly because we've had a quite dire squads in recent years, and they've always had quite decent squads in recent years. Yeah. And um, but I think if we pick up anything from this game, they'll feel that they've sorely missed out, and we'll feel that it's not that it's not that big of a loss. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Norwich might go above us because they're they're going to Blackburn away. But as long as we're in top two, and if we get a draw, the unbeaten run continues. So. Yeah, I, I mean, you'd like to see us go six in a row, though, wouldn't you? We, we, we all we all like a good long streak, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd take I'd take a point. I mean, yeah, def- definitely. Uh, what, what are your predictions for that one? Two two, two two. I'm I'm gonna go one all. I'm gonna go one all. I'm not gonna be high scoring draw. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Right. No, I'm gonna go one all. Uh, but we'll get on to uh, so the games after Christmas. So we play Blackburn Rovers at home uh, on Wednesday. That's Boxing Day. And then uh, Hull City at home on Saturday, Saturday the 29th. Uh, both games seem to be sold out as well, which is great news. Um, yeah, it, I tried to get a ticket for my mate and I couldn't get one. <laughs> yeah, it would have been very difficult. On general sale, it would have been very difficult. Uh, but yeah, it's two games that you expect uh, two wins from, really. Yeah, you you uh, you, say, you say that. Yeah, Blackburn are a very inconsistent side. They, 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 some weeks they turn up and Danny Graham and Bradley Dak have a blinder. And, um, and some games they just look like I don't know they just like Wigan they just look average um, and Hull yeah they were very poor early in the season but they're on a huge upswing in form yeah they've climbed out in the relegation zone they I think they've be... got 15 points in their last 8 games so that's almost 2 points a game that's that's playoff form so yeah definitely not doing too bad at the moment um, but you know <clears throat> I, I, I won't I want six points from them two games. You, you look at that and you think... We, we, we they're they're at home. We should be winning them games. We want, we've got best home record in the league. We, um, I think we need to put the uh, get a bit of revenge on Blackburn. We need to kind of confirm our place that we are we are going to win our home games. We are going to be up there. I mean, le- leagues are won and lost on home form. If you have good home form and okay away form, you tend to go up. Yeah. If you win your home games, draw your away games. You go up. if we get a draw against Villa, and then go on to win them too. I don't think any Leeds fan is going to enter the new year in a bad mood. Yeah, I mean the um, the uh, sold out home cars. They need to be well up for it. Of course, we lost against Blackburn two one away early on in the season. That was dreadful. I went to that. It was, it was awful. <laughs> um, so hopefully we, we win this one, and then uh, of course we beat Hull City one nil away from home uh, early on in the season. A lot of teams have gone there and kind of struggled. So a good win there. Really. We struggled a little bit. Yeah. It was Although, just an absolute brilliant strike from Tyler Roberts. Yeah, but Barry Douglas should have scored that first half. I think he missed from about eight yards out. Yeah, with uh, uh, almost an open goal. I mean, uh, that, <laughs> I mean, I love Douglas, but th- he's missed a couple of chances this year that could have possibly made us a bit more comfortable or, or got us three points. I remember he missed that header from about four yards out against Wednesday that could have won us the game. But um, then again, he's 
he's contributed with a few assists. So you you take the wheat with the chaff and you say that he's been, been a good signing. But yeah, you'd you'd like to think we can put the, those two away. Mm-hmm. Well, those have been Blackburn the whole games. Uh, so Blackburn Boxing Day Hull 29th and you, you, I'm expecting six points from them you'd think that we'd win them uh, on New Year's Day uh, January 1st we play Nottingham Forest away from home uh, that's going to be a tough one Nottingham Forest they're, they're, they're a decent side they are well, you say they're a decent side I mean I didn't go to the home game because I was um, yeah, you missed that I was working Cosby drew one all, Kamaru for the uh, with a, a handball. Yeah, I, I would love it if, if we won that game or drew that game through a, a, any kind of like re- really con- controversial decision, like a like a penalty won by just a really dodgy refereeing decision, or if someone punts it in with a hand because they are you literally still get Nottingham Forest fans moaning about that. I mean, if you look at that game, they were dire. They were really poor. That was when that was near the Blackburn game where we were just conceding set pieces for fun, and we conceded a set piece quite early on in the game, and then we dominated for seventy five minutes. And to be honest, I think if Roof doesn't, from what I saw of that goal, click hit it, and I think if Roof doesn't touch that, that still goes in. I think he nudges it in for no reason, but it's just funny that we got away with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it will be a tough game. Forrest, you know, they're pushing for the playoffs. I, you know, I tipped them to be, you know, really, you know, serious promotion contenders at the start of the season with the signings that they made. So I I'm did as well. Surprised with where they are, but you know, they're they're, um, they're trying to push into the playoffs. It's going to be a tough game. So again, would you take a draw here away at Forest? I would. We don't have the greatest record down at the city ground. It's it's a it's a difficult place to go. But we uh, we won there last season. Um, because you have a, a nice Alioski strike, but um, as rare as they are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like us to. No, I'd, I'd take a point, but I'd like. I'd. I'd. I'd, I'd want the three points. I'd, there's no reason we can't go there and get three points. Yeah. Um, they. I, I take them for promotion in the season, but they're. They've got Karanka's a very defensive manager, and they've got quite an attacking team. And the, the problem is when you get defensive managers like if you look at Aston Villa, they've replaced Bruce, Steve Bruce, a defensive manager, with Dean Smith, an attacking manager, and their performances have gone way up because yeah. they're an attacking team. I think if Forest had a different manager, they would be doing a lot better in the league. But mm-hmm. as it is, they're a bit negative. They don't create that much. And um, Do you remember when we were linked with Karanka? Well, yeah, but that, that, we, we've had a few we've had a few defensive managers in the uh, in recent years, and we Monk's a very defensive manager. Yeah, the thing is, Monk and Karanka and um, Gary Rower, they're all kind of duplicates of each other. They all play the same style. It's all it's it's all let's go for the clean sheet and nick a goal if we can. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I I definitely take a point in that. Um, now we already touched on this game in previous episodes, but in case we don't get a podcast done before this game. Uh, QPR in the FA Cup, Sunday 6th of January, 2pm kickoff. So I'm guessing it's on TV. I haven't seen it, but... It is on TV. BT Sport, I'm guessing. Uh, probably, yeah. Um, I don't know why on earth you would want to tell... You would choose to <laughs> televise QPR versus Leeds United in the Well, they're televising Reading versus Manchester United, so... I mean, th- <sighs> there is very few good cup... Have you seen the cup ties? There's there's not many that's good. No, nah, there's not many, but I mean, surely QPR and Leeds... <sighs> I mean, the third round, you don't tend to get many good cup ties because they usually get... You end up with really good opposition against a very poor opposition, so yeah. you don't really get good cup ties till about round five. But, yeah. but I'm surprised it's on TV. But Sunday the sixth, two p.m. kick off that one. It's probably just BT Sport wanting to get Bielsa on TV when it's when our third um, round. It's our third cup game this season against Championship opposition. We literally cannot play someone in a yeah. different league. We got we had what Preston, 
Bolton and now QPR. I really want a Premier League team. You know, we've seen it a few weeks ago. You know, we, we don't want a long cut run, but we want to get a few rounds and get drawn against a big Premier League team. It, it made me laugh when um, they interviewed Adam Forshaw about the cup draw and he basically just said, we play a lot of championship games. <laughs> it's just like, he's not really bothered because we're, gonna, we're playing, we've played QPR already and now we've got to play him again and we've got to play him again because we've, we've got to go uh, down to their place. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's just another championship game. We, you, you, no one wants that. No, you, you don't want it. You, you expect Bielsa to change the side there, which I know. I guess it's useful because it gives players a chance to rest. But you'd expect Jack Harrison and Tyler Roberts and the like to yeah, feature in that game. Yeah, just just give the kids who run out really and see what see what uh, the see know, players it, who make the bench that what see what they can do. Yeah, see if anyone impresses, which um, hopefully they will. Um, but um, I wouldn't be too gutted if we fell out of the cup in the third round. I mean. I, we're not no, going to win it, so... I, I'd want to win against QPR. You'd expect to win against QPR, you sure. Would, you would expect to win, but it's just more games, isn't it? You don't want to be playing more games than you have to. You don't want to be wasting fitness. You don't want to be in some weeks where you might have a possibility of eight days rest, but now you've only got four days rest yeah. because you've got a cup game. You don't... It's... I, I just want to keep, keep in the tournament until we get a big Premier League team at home all way. Yeah, and t- test ourselves there, and then I won't be bothered if we get knocked out. You'd, you'd like a Spurs or a Man, Man City, Man City or, a, or, a, or a or a Man United at home would be a good game. That'd be brilliant. But yeah, but yeah, I won't mind losing against Man City, but I don't want to lose against Man United. <laughs> no, you don't um, ever want to lose that. Save, save that for Australia. Old, old Trafford away would be good as well in the cup. That'd yeah, be good. That'd be great. But yeah, I just want to. You know, I'm not bothered about winning the FA Cup, but you know, get a few rounds, get some games under. You know, the, the uh, players who are getting first team football in the Championship, give them game time, and you know, get a big Premier League side and see where we are, where we stand. Uh, if we're you know going to get promoted this season, uh, but that brings us to the end of episode four of the uh, All Things Leeds podcast, the Christmas special. <laughs> nothing again really special about it there was a bit of Christmas music earlier on but um, yeah it's, it's the last one 2018 as well but, I know uh, good yeah we'll be back in 2019 though uh, but let me thank everyone for listening to this episode and we wish everyone a very Merry Christmas Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as well Hope, yep, yep. <laughs> all on time and all that uh, have a very good uh, festive period uh, as well thank you to uh, Charles as well for joining me as always yeah thanks for having me on yeah Merry, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well yeah you as well I'd have a nice one I mean uh, oh, I'm going to enjoy mine <laughs> yeah I'm going to enjoy mine as well and if Leeds United top up league on Christmas Day I'm going to enjoy it even more but, uh, remember to like and share and subscribe to the podcast and download it where uh, wherever you're listening whatever ju- just help us out really uh, with this podcast follow all things ladies across uh, social media uh, I'll be pumping out a load of content over the Christmas period with all the games that we've got uh, especially on the YouTube channel with match previews uh, match reports etc uh, also let me say thank you again to Pop Sport for letting us use the studio and don't forget to uh, download Bielsa Rhapsody 99p on iTunes remember great uh, great tune and all money goes towards the forget me not children's hospice uh, charity so great cause something to feel good about over Christmas uh, but yeah have a great Christmas everyone and uh, we'll see you in the new year enjoy